Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, episode number 97, How to Manage Change in Your Life. Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, a series of inspirational messages, stories, and testimonials to help you achieve your goals or just get started in creating a new positive direction in your life. I'm your host, Rich Bracken, and in each episode, I will share a new perspective through perseverance and self-awareness to help you live your best life personally and professionally. Let's get started. Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. Today, I'm excited to be responding to a listener request about change management. And when we talk about change and and all the things that come with it, how we can best manage the emotions, uh, all the questions that we may have, and the potential fear for the future. So I want to dive into this topic because it's obviously very near and dear to my heart because I moved to Minneapolis about four months ago for a new job. So lots of newness, new location, new house, new people, new job, new commute, everything, new new lunch options, for God's sake, everything was new. And I think with that kind of change, there's always this excitement of the newness. But once you settle in, there's the regret or the remorse or the sadness of the past. And you think about all of the different things that are different and the discomfort of now switching your routine and switching up what's going on in your life, that can be very terrifying sometimes. But it's what we do in those times of realization that things are not going to be the same anymore. The things that, you know, the newness has maybe worn off and you're moving forward with whatever this new path is. And what that boils down to is psychological flexibility. And what I mean by that is that when you are set in a routine, if you think about your mind as this expanding or constricted thing. You are now looking at how your mind and your heart adapt to that new change. And the the flexibility that you have psychologically allows you to look at things not as a detriment or not as a, a sad event, but how are you looking at this, the whole landscape of the, the rest of your life? So in regards to how you can flex your psychological flexibility, there are four different components to really consider. The first is recognizing and adapting to the demands of different situations. So when we take our past behavior, our past routine, or our past knowledge of comfort and apply it to the new situation, it's not going to match up. It's a square peg in a round hole because what we've done before is not what we're doing now. The things that we are experiencing now are not the same as what they were back then. And so trying to make it one for one or make that fit perfectly is not going to happen. And so when we identify that and identify that that past behavior does not apply to the future is when we really understand how to recognize and adapt to our new situations. And that could be on a day-to-day basis. That could be on a month-to-month basis. However, the span of things goes, once we understand how to adapt, that's when we become happier in the new situation. The second part is the ability to change behavior when it interferes with our successful functioning. And what this applies to is how we expect the situation, the scenario, the setting, the job, the people, the newness, all of the new factors that we expect them to change for us. And it's not logical that we would expect everything else. You know, I, I can't expect Minneapolis to act like Kansas City. That's not realistic. And this article that I read, uh, they, they cited Helen Keller's quote of saying, when one door of happiness op- closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one that has been open for us. So n- focusing too long on what's gone or what's disappeared or what's, what's left in the past, 
does not allow us to look at what's new, look at the opportunity, look at the new paths of happiness. And you could very well have a new path of greater happiness sitting in front of you. But if you're sad and depressed and looking back and trying to make the old thing the new thing or make the new thing the old thing, um, that is when we run into consistent depression, consistent disappointment. So understanding that we are truly in control of our own emotions. The third part is maintaining a sense of balance in your life. And what that is, is basically just taking care of yourself. Whenever there are, there are stressful situations or there is some sort of dramatic change, whether it's um, being fired from a job or a, a breakup of some sort or some drastic change or even just the long-term effect of a, a, a steady change or a change that you knew was coming, we tend to get so wrapped up in the stress of it that we don't sleep right, we don't eat right, we don't exercise, we tend to, to ball up in our lives, both mentally, physically, emotionally, that we don't take care of ourselves. And if you're not properly maintaining who you are on a day-to-day basis, you're more likely to fall victim to this depression because you haven't been taking care of yourself. So make sure that in any situation, regardless of whether there's change coming or not, because you never know when change is going to come, but always be prepared. You know, block time for meditation and prayer, block time for exercise, block time for sleep, you know, make sure that you're keeping yourself on those consistent patterns to make sure that you're taking care of yourself as best possible, because that will give you the best balance and foundation in your life to, to be flexible to any kind of change. Because like I said, you don't know when change is going to come, you know, th- those changes could come and, and completely blindside you. But if you have that good balance in your life, you have that good that schedule that allows you to keep that foundation under you, you're more likely to be resilient to any kind of negative impact of change. And the fourth and final element of this is consistency between our values and our behavior. So when you think about the change that happens, there's something, there's some sort of behavior that's going to happen with that change, whether it's your new job, maybe it's increased demand at your job because you've gotten a promotion, maybe it's some sort of a, a, an adaptive behavior towards the environment that you're in now, maybe you're in a bigger city that demands uh, a more rigorous travel or commute time, or there's just something different about the behavior because you're going to have to change at some point. But when you think about your values and the the article, again, going back to the article that I read, talks about um, those that have some sort of value in family time or value in friend time or value in me time, but they're unable to change their expectations of themselves with their work. Maybe they are working too much because they're trying to do too much of their new job and they're compromising their values of family time or self-time or meditation or whatever that, that may be. Again, going back to the foundation of saying these things are important to me and these are these are non-negotiable. So adapting your life to the foundation rather than the foundation adapting to your new life is the best way to adapt to that change. So stay true to the things that are really, really important to you and understand that you have the ability to set those boundaries. Now, you may have to adjust a little bit, but at the same time, if you're compromising your values for the new behavior of this change, you're more likely to be dissatisfied with what's going on because you've shifted away from that. So what if you're saying like all of these things make sense because I have now realized that I'm psychologically inflexible. Um, I'm about as stiff as they come with with the ability to adapt and shift my mindset based on what's going on. So change is terrifying to me. I hate change because I don't have that flexibility. How could you increase that? And that's a lot of what I talk about with emotional intelligence. And it, the first thing that you can really do is restructure your mindset. 
And how you do that is you start looking at different situations and how you adapt to them and how you think about them and how long you dwell on that theory. Um, one thing that I heard a while back that I think is a phenomenal way of thinking, and, and it was a, kind of an aha moment for me, is when we look at the word should, like things should be this way, people should do this, these people should apologize, like these things, when you use the word should, you're putting this assumptive responsibility on everything else around you. Again, putting the responsibility of happiness on other people, on situations, on a city, on a job, on coworkers, what, whatever that may be. When you say things that should be that way, you're creating this false assumption of responsibility. And it could be on you too. I should be able to do this. I should know these things. I should be able to bounce back, but I'm not. And so by reframing your mindset and understanding that these things are going to be triggers for you, understand that you don't have to sit in that thought. You don't have to, to, to sit down in that thought and let it consume you. What you can do is think about, okay, if, if I'm coming off of a bad breakup and this person should apologize or they should have been better to me or this should have gone differently, understand that it's not. Understand that, that the, the change is happening. You're not, you know, you've now put the, these assumptions of, of responsibility on the past relationship, on the individual that is no longer part of your life. And you're putting all of this, you know, all this heavy bank of, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're betting heavy, you're going all in on these things to make you happy and they're not going to. So understanding when you start thinking that way to think, you know what, that's not their responsibility. My happiness is my responsibility and it is up to me to make myself happy. It is up to me to fill my day with things that are going to bring me joy. And if I have put too much responsibility on something or somebody else that is not going to change or that is not part of my life anymore, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm betting horribly every single time. So understand that when those thoughts come, that you need to be aware of them and that you need to practice a new response and understanding, you know, even journaling, journaling is a huge thing. So at the end of the day, Write down the things that made you upset. May, write down the things that, that triggered you in a negative fashion and then write down how you reacted to those. The more you write them down, the more you're cognitively aware of them, the more likely you are to change. Because if you say, you know what, I thought about this person, it made me sad for five and a half hours and I didn't do anything to change it and I went to bed. You know, if, if that's how you want to live your life, that's up to you. But if you say, I thought about them and instead of spending 30 minutes bashing them in my mind and, and telling me, you know, telling myself that they should have been better. I need to take it upon myself to say, you know what, moving away from that, I need to get up and go for a walk. I need to go put on a, a song that makes me happy. I need to think about something that I'm going to do moving forward. I need to, I need to plan something on my calendar to look forward, not look back because that's just going to bring me more pain. So by training your mind, you're exercising your ability and you're, and you're increasing, you're doing yoga for your mind and your emotions you're becoming more flexible and you're becoming more adaptable to that situation. So structure your thoughts carefully and, and very intentionally when those negative thoughts or those negative situations start arising. So with activity number one comes the benefit of activity number two, and that is mindfulness. And so as you start learning what your triggers are, as you start learning the things that are truly upsetting you, because sometimes we just let them sit and marinate in us and become part of us, part of our daily routine. So once we become more mindful of those negative things, and then we're, we start to be mindful of our response and our emotions, again, it's pausing to understand what feelings are coming over you and what reactions you're having to those. 
So by being more mindful, you're more aware of your emotional reaction to triggers, you're more aware of how it impacts you, and you're more aware of also how to bring yourself out of that. So again, that awareness and that mindfulness of your emotions is so key because once you see it or feel it coming on, you can stop it, you can address it, you can change the behavior, you can change the scenario, you can change the, the environment. Um, all it takes is just understanding what that is. So one, really practicing and being aware of your cognitive uh, thinking. And then two is your mindfulness. And three is actually to giving yourself opportunities for change, changing up your routine, changing up how you do things. And, and the more you practice change and the more you practice adaptability, the more flexible you become, the more agile you become in your thinking and your emotions. Because if you're if you're so set in your routine, you're so used to doing the same thing every day, going the same way to work, doing the same thing at work, talking to the same people, having the same conversations, all of those things, like I feel myself getting rigid just thinking about it because that to me brings on such a level of, of psychological inflexibility that I don't know how individuals like that have any ability to adjust to change, adjust to emotional change, adjust to environmental change. So insert things into your life on an intentional basis and don't do anything catastrophic, but, you know, ramp up depending on how inflexible you start off as start adding those little things, go a different way to work, wear something different, go buy yourself a new outfit, listen to some new music, you know, eat something new for breakfast, like little things like that will allow you to get comfortable with some sort of change, take on a new project at work, find some new friends, um, go to a new restaurant, anything that is outside of your norm is is adding to your change and flexibility. So it's a benefit to you in that sense. So if you can just insert those little things, and then as you get more comfortable, try some new stuff, go skydiving, go do something really radically different, get a new hairstyle, what, whatever that is for you, do something different, challenge your flexibility. If you are if you are physically inflexible, and you start off by doing like minor toe touches every day, you're going to get more flexible over time, but you're exercising on an intentional basis. Those little changes, those little, uh, you know, those situations that you're creating for yourself offer up the ability to become more and more flexible over time. So be intentional about those, insert those into your life and have a little fun with them because change is going to be terrifying. Change is going to be uncomfortable. And the more flexible you make yourself, the more able you are to enjoy the change and look at the positive side of the change as opposed to dwelling on the negative side of it. And again, like I can't stress enough, the more flexible you maintain and the more flexibility you have psychologically, no matter what the situation, no matter what's going on, you never know when change is going to come. You never understand that. You never see it coming at times. So it's 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 impossible to say, oh, you know, I'm I'm completely, you know, like there's never going to be any change coming in my life. You know, you could have somebody um, you could you could go through a relationship disruption. You could lose your job. You could have somebody pass away in your life. You know anything could change at a moment's notice. And the more flexible you are, the better off you are at adapting. So please try these things, insert these into your life, and I promise you, you'll find that you're becoming more flexible. You're becoming more comfortable with the discomfort of change, and you're you're able to find the happiness and find the silver lining in adapting to that change. So thank you so much for submitting that question. It's a, it was a wonderful question. And again, one that was near and dear to my heart because I'm going through change myself and it's tough at times. So these are, these are things that are very relevant to me and things that I'm, I'm exercising in my life. So hopefully this benefits you if you're going through any kind of change or if you're you know, just prepping for some sort of change whenever it may come. 
these are the ways that you're going to be able to become more comfortable with it and more adaptable. So again, if you have a question, if you have something that you're stuck on, if you have a topic that you would like me to dive into, I'm happy to do it. Just email me at rich at richbracken.com. You can also find me on social media at richbracken1 on Instagram and Twitter and also on Facebook. And I'm excited to announce that I'm going to be launching a new newsletter uh, with all kinds of curated content, links to articles that I love. Um, and then I'm also going to be setting up a uh, an emotional intelligence course class uh, that will be a, an all-encompassing every resource that I have for emotional intelligence and ways that you can benefit from those. So feel free to go to richbracken.com, sign up for the newsletter today. Uh, I promise you, you will get very minimal email from me because I cannot stand when I sign up for a newsletter and I get inundated with 27 emails a day from the same person. So don't worry, I will be very gentle and, and, and respectful of your inbox. So I want to make sure that you get the right content, that you get content that's valuable to your life, and that you don't get emails from me just to get emails from me. So sign up today at richbracken.com. Uh, please let your friends know to sign up for richbracken.com newsletter. And uh, we want to share as much positivity as possible. So that's the best way to do it. And again, please share this podcast with as many people as you possibly can, because you never know who's going to need a little bit of enrichment and maybe some psychological flexibility. Have a great day. Love you guys. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. For more information and resources, visit richbracken.com.